Good afternoon. Uh, I am just so excited about today because first of all, today is the day that the Lord has made. And uh, the Word of God says that we shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. And I am certainly rejoicing and certainly glad in this day. And when we think of this day, it's quite special. It's the very last day of the year of 2020. And uh, so we're just excited about being able to preach and to be able to minister on the last day of this year. And we're certainly looking forward to what the Lord has for us ahead. But I want to uh, just extend uh, New Year's blessings to all of you there, uh, to Pastor Mark Ryan and certainly First Lady Ryan, and also to all the family of God there at the Birmingham Center, uh, and the church. And we are thankful for the family of God. And I just want to pronounce the blessings of the Lord indeed to be upon each one of you as we go forth in ending this year and possibly moving into the new year. I know that the blessing of the Lord will rest upon you indeed because he has promised that. And we know that he is a promise keeper. And so I just want to praise the Lord. I just want to just for a moment, just, just agree with the psalmist where he said, be exalted, O God, above the heavens and let your glory be over all the earth. And so we just honor him. We just magnify him. We just glorify him. We just lift him up. And uh, we just want the Lord to know that we love him and uh, so appreciate his love for us. Today, I would like to preach from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. And I'm sure that you would pretty much be familiar with this passage, but I just believe the Lord wants to say something very, very special to you from his word. It says, For you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. That is one powerful scripture right there. Of course, they all are, but so many of them just, just jump right off the page, and they're so alive within each one of us, and especially the fact that he became poor, that you and I, through his poverty, might become rich. What a blessing that is for us today uh, to just ponder and just to think about uh, his willingness to become poor, that we might be rich, that we might have abundant life, that we might have value in our lives, and that we would really be able to walk around as people of riches and people of wealth in areas that, that, that those who do not know the Lord would never be able to understand what we're saying in all of that. We can be rich in possessions, but we are rich in every area, in every way, in our lives, in abundance and the blessings of the Lord. And so, you know, today I want you to see me as your waitress. And I even have on black and white. You know, I've got my colors even, even right for it. Because I believe that for today, God has sent me, uh, Holy Spirit, God, has sent me to be your waitress today. And, and what do waitresses do? They serve your plates. So I just believe that the Lord has uh, given me the opportunity, the privilege, and the blessing of being able to serve 
your spiritual plates today. There's one thing that I know about the Lord. There are times when he puts things on our spiritual plates that we really like a whole lot. And we can just, you know, eat from, from, from the word and just really, really enjoy it. But, you know, there are other times when the Lord puts some things on our spiritual plates that we don't like quite as much. But you know what I've learned over the years that I've been serving him? I learned that the things that we don't like as much are the things that we need the most. Those are the things from the Word of God that nourish us and gives us the nutrition that we really need. But, you know, I just want to be able to serve, serve your plates really well. And I want you to be able to leave the table today saying, I, I, I received that. And God, everything that that word needs to do in my life, I'm giving you permission to allow that to happen. So once again, I'm just going to repeat it again because it is so powerful that he, meaning Jesus, he became poor so that we might be made rich. This has to really do with his incarnation, doesn't it? And the essence of Christmas, really, because it was certainly a gift of great value to each one of us. But you know, uh, it, it, it impoverished him immeasurably. He was willing to give up the glory of heaven, the splendors of his power in heaven and in glory to become a helpless baby born of a virgin. We even see his parents today that they were poor, they were young and they were poor and they were far away from home when he was born in a stable there in Bethlehem. And so you see, even though they were poor, uh, uh, speaking in the natural, but we know that they were being made rich. They were being made rich with the blessings of Almighty God being placed upon their lives and being chosen to raise the Son of God. And, and you know, we can even move forward on this, and we can see Jesus in, the, in, in, in his future. We see him performing many miracles, but let me just remind you, those miracles were never for his benefit. It was always for the benefit of others. And we are, we're, we're familiar with that. We're so familiar with it, with the way that the Lord Jesus uh, uh, does things. It's always about someone else. It's always about others and uh, not about himself ever. And so we can even find that in Matthew chapter 4, because we know that the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil to turn those stones uh, uh, into bread. But you know, and I know, if you read the word at all, you know that he did not do that. He could have performed that miracle right there. Why? Because he was human, very much divine and very much human. And we know that he was hungry and he could have uh, turned those stones into bread. But he did not do it because once again, he did not want it to be about him. He wanted whatever he did to always be about others. And, you know, I see Jesus, not about him at all. Why? Because he didn't even have his own home. He didn't even have his own donkey to ride into Jerusalem uh, uh, for that um, uh, entry into Jerusalem. He didn't even have uh, his own tomb to be buried in when he uh, was crucified. But yet he was willing to experience a life of poverty so that we would be made 
incredibly rich. And I'm telling you, that is a blessing today. That is, that is a word that should take us into the new year and throughout the year of 2021, no matter what happens in our lives. And you know, another thing that I was really thinking about, I was thinking, wouldn't it really be something, you know, if God the Father seated on his throne would just uh, kind of look over at his son to his right side and look over at his son and say to him, look at them. They are acting just like you. They are acting just like us. They're not making it about themselves, but what they're willing to do is make it about someone else and make it about others. And I just want to tell you all the way over there in the UK, if we will concentrate on making it about others, God says, I will in turn always make it about you. When we're willing to bless others, when we're willing to serve others, when we're willing to give to others, and that's really the subject of, of the message today, giving. And I'm talking about giving, but I'm talking about giving without money, because there are some things that we give and some things that we have need of that can never, never be bought but with money. There's not enough euro, there's not enough U.S. currency, there's not enough yen, there's not enough pesos for us to pay for things that we really need in our lives. And But here's how the Lord gave it to me about giving and serving others and being a blessing to others and not being self, selfish. But we need to be a people as we go, especially into this new year, even more than ever, to determine in our hearts that we are going to be selfless, not selfish. It's not just going to be about me and what works for me. And, and I deserve this and I'm entitled to this. And we just need to get our minds on him, on the Lord himself, and get our minds on being a blessing to others. And the way the Lord really gave this to me is when parents see that their children are not going to be obedient in doing what they're supposed to be doing, they're not going to follow the instructions, they're not going to follow the directions. I'll tell you what parents will often do. They will just tell their children, you go to your room. I need for you to go to your room and I don't want you to come out until you have learned what you need to learn, that it's really not all about you, but it's about God and it's it's about others. And I just believe that even during 2020, with all the difficulties that we've been through, the challenging times that we have all had in our lives, uh, in one way or another, God is still saying to his people, he's saying to the church, he's saying to the body of Christ, I want every one of you, my sons, my daughters, I'm sending you to your rooms until you've, you uh, come to the realization that it's really not all about you, but it's really about it's really about God and it's really serving him serving our Lord and serving his people and so we if we want to be blessed then that is the way to receive the greatest blessings of the Lord even into our lives you see uh, I, I just want to uh, also just kind of pull this in here uh, that Jesus yeah, he even though he was God we know that and he came into this world, born of a virgin, uh, you know, a helpless baby. But we know that he was God. But I want you to see him being raised by parents that were willing to make it about God and to make it about others. You see, because his parents had, uh, Mary and Joseph had plans of getting married and, and just having a wonderful future together. But when they were 
called on by God when God divinely interrupted their plans and interrupted their dreams, if you will. They were willing to say yes to the Lord. They were willing to push their plans aside uh, for the will of God, for his will, and for the will of, of us, all of us. And we certainly can read about that in the book of Luke about Gabriel coming to Mary and telling her that she would be the mother of the Messiah while she was in the process of planning her wedding. And then we know in Matthew chapter 1, when Joseph just didn't quite know what to do about this information about his fiance being pregnant and being the mother of the Messiah. But we know that when the angel, when in a dream, when God spoke to him, we also know that he was about serving God again and serving others. That must be our attitude. And I'm going to say it again. If you want the blessing of God, if you want the miraculous, if you want answers to your prayers in 2021, you are going to have to, I am going to have to make it more about God and more about others. I would like to just show you in scripture where individuals did make it about others and how the blessing came around. You see, we love to quote the scripture, give and it shall be given unto you. You know, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Oh, how we like to quote that scripture. But And, and it says, also shall men give unto your bosom. But let me just tell you something. When we give, we do receive, but we don't give to receive. And, and whenever we give, whenever we bless someone, whenever we serve, we're not going to sit around and say, well, what is it? What am I going to get back? How am I going to get this back? We just know that the Lord did promise us, though, that when we bless, in blessing, we will be blessed, is what he said to Abraham. And we do know that we will receive the blessings of God when we are willing to bless someone else. So I would like us to look into Acts chapter 9 right now, because in Acts chapter 9, we have a young lady by the name of Tabitha, or Dorcas, you might know her by her Greek name, and what do we really know about this young lady? I think she was a very special young lady, to tell you the truth, because what she did is that God had gifted her. And he had given her a talent or a gift, whatever you want to call it. He had blessed her with the ability to sow. Now, I just want to tell you personally, I cannot sow one thing. That is definitely not my gift. But, I, but God had given her that gift that she was able to sew and make coats and cloaks uh, for others, not for herself. It, this doesn't tell you in Scripture that she made these things for herself, but that she took time in her life to make these things for those who needed to be kept warm. And so she, she sat down, I'm sure, many times and, and said, I, I've got to make more because there are more people that need to be kept warm. And we just know that while she was doing that, the Lord was taking notice of her giving, giving of her time, giving of her talents, uh, being willing to serve. And one thing I just want to remind you of, I'm not telling you something you don't know, but I know that you know that the Lord sees everything. He sees everything we do, and he keeps a good record of everything we do. I know that he doesn't have to 
boot up his, his computer. He doesn't have to go online to find out what we have been doing. He automatically knows everything that you and I are doing for him and that you're doing for those that Jesus Christ died for. And I want to tell you something. The blessing comes back around every time, but it will not always come back around in the way that we think it's going to come back around. Because in this particular case, when this young lady was being a blessing, and we know that she became ill, and we also know that she died. But you know, God says, oh no, I'm not finished with her yet. I am going to bless her for blessing me and blessing my people. Because, you know, we can bless the Lord we, by what we do. And so he, if I, she was blessing him, and she was blessing his people. And when, when there was a need for a miracle, he blessed her with resurrection life. We never know how the blessing's gonna come back around. She would have never thought that this would have happened in her life. But you know, when Peter came, when he was, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on each point, but we know that when Peter came full of the Holy Ghost and he walked into that room where the people were mourning and crying and showing the coats and cloaks, he knew that he was gonna to have to get in touch with the one and the only one that was gonna make the difference in the room that day. And so he just so politely asked the individuals to leave. He said, I'm not being rude, but I just need for you to leave. And you know, his attitude was, I've come to give what I've been given. He didn't come to show off and showboat and say, oh, I'm the anointed preacher that you called for. And I know why you called for me because I'm celebrity preacher uh, status. I know why you called for me because I'm so anointed. It's like I've got oil dripping from my hands. No, he didn't come with that attitude. He came to give what God had given him, and within him he had the power of the Holy Spirit. But what he knew is that he had to get back down on his knees and pray and get a fresh touch from God. And we know the rest of the story here. We know that when Peter prayed and got that fresh anointing and that touch from the Lord and the Lord empowered him once again is when he was able to speak with authority and say, Tabitha, arise. And he took her, my God, he took her by the hand and raised her up. And we know that he was able to present her alive, back to life, resurrected life uh, before the people. And here's the great thing. That was a miracle that God brought her back to life. But you, let me tell you another miracle attached to that miracle. It says, and many believed in the Lord. And let me tell you, it doesn't get any better than that. We like those physical miracles, but the spiritual miracle of salvation coming to people because they saw the, the, the natural the, uh, in, in power and the miraculous, and they believed on the Lord. As a matter of fact, it says that, uh, that all those, is, it's so powerful right there. It says, all those in Lydda and Sharon turn to the Lord. Wouldn't that just be something if we were in such a place with God, that God would move in our lives and then it would cause all those in Birmingham to turn to the Lord, the drug addicts, the prostitutes, or whatever, uh, the drug dealers, they would all turn to the Lord because of the power of God that, was man that is manifested through his people. 
because again, God was blessing her. And then in turn, that blessing was far reaching. I want to stay in the book of Acts. Uh, and now I'd like to move from Acts chapter 9 and uh, that I just told about Tabitha and just move into Acts chapter 10. Because in Acts chapter 10, I love the way Luke is so detailed. He tells us about a centurion here. He tells us about this centurion that prayed every day, so faithful, had a wonderful prayer life. And he tells us about this uh, this centurion, this military man also, tells us about him not only being a man of prayer, but being one who had the means to help the poor and the needy, to give uh, gifts and alms to the poor and the needy. Once again, the Lord knows everything we do. And I don't think that this centurion was sitting around saying, oh, I'm giving to these people. You know, I'm, I'm praying every day. And I wonder how the Lord's going to bring all this back into my life. I don't believe that that was going on in his life, not one bit. But while he was being a blessing, while he was giving of what God had blessed him with, we know that he had a visitation. And we know that he was called by his very name. I want to tell you, the Lord knows your name. He knows your address. He knows everything there is to know about you. He knows more about you and me than we know about ourselves. And he called him by his name. He said, Cornelius, I just want you to know that your gifts, your prayers, your prayers, your prayers, and your gifts that you have given has come up before God as a memorial. Oh my, that is powerful right there. I, I always get excited when I when I read that. I'm excited quoting that. That you whatever what this what you have done and this is what you do every day, it has come up before God as a memorial. And let me tell you, God is ready to return the blessing. He is ready to bless you and reward you for your faithfulness and your compassion for others, your willingness to give. And, and that was when, once again, Peter, God used him once again. He sent him to Cornelius' house. This Holy Ghost-filled, I always say this Holy Ghost-filled boy, was sent by God. Uh, the the, the, the uh, servants came and got him. Of course, he had been up on the roof praying. We know that story. Got hungry, was going to come down and eat. And he had a vision, you know, Peter, you're to slay and eat, you know. And we know that Peter was saying, not me, I'm a Jew. I don't touch anything that's unclean. I know you're not talking to me about that, you know. But the voice came three times. And then he was told, nothing that I have cleansed are you to consider to be unholy. So you need to just go ahead and go back with these servants uh, to the place that I'm directing you to and guiding you to. And we know that when Peter, that Jewish boy, walked into the house of the Gentile, and you've got to know that that's not something that was done, but he went back in obedience and walked into the home of that Gentile. And what does the Word, what does the word of God tell us about that? I mean, what, what does the Word of God say about that? Peter stands there and says, oh my, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Aren't you glad today to say that God is not prejudiced, that God is not a racist, that God, God loves all people, no matter what race or tribe or culture or kindred, culture, kindred, tongue, he loves us all. 
And so we know that when Peter came under the anointing once again, and he began to preach the good news, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, his death, his resurrection, the truth, hallelujah, the Bible says that the, the power of God fell upon those Gentiles. The Spirit of God came upon them, and they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. And you know what, Pastor Mark, they all began to speak in, in the Holy Ghost. They all received the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And let me tell you how God rewarded Cornelius for giving, for serving, for being a blessing, for, uh, I, I want to say it sort of like this, rolling out the red carpet. You see, when you roll out the red carpet for someone, you're honoring them. They're an honored guest. And that's how he treated them, these people that were poor, sort of maybe considered beneath him. But he rolled out the red carpet and gave to them and served them. And let me just tell you, the blessing of the Lord came back to him in such a powerful way because God tapped him and blessed him and his family and relatives to be the the, his family, the relatives and even friends is what I'm saying here, that they received the baptism in the Holy Spirit as the first Gentile family. That it does, Okay, it doesn't get any better than that either. I want to tell you right now that what a blessing that he received for being one who was willing to give and to give what he, what he had been given, blessed was what he had been blessed with. And that's what God is challenging each one of us to do, especially in this new year. I've blessed you. I've given you certain things, and I want you to use it to be a blessing to someone else. It's not just for you. And so uh, the, the uh, blessing came not only upon Cornelius for his obedience, but those around him and connected to him. You know, Yuri, I have uh, my person that's uh, filming me, so I'm referring to him. You know what, Yuri? When God blesses you in your house, everyone in your house gets blessed. And so that's what happened that day. The blessing came to Cornelius, but those who were connected with him and in his house, and somebody just needs to raise your hand wherever you are right now and say, Lord, I'm going to be a blessing and you're going to bless me. And therefore, those connected with me, they're going to be blessed right along with me. Your children, your, your spouses, uh, the Lord has blessing for each and every one of you. I want to continue, but I'm going to move from Luke here in the book of Acts and moved over to Paul in Philippians chapter 2, because we know that Paul was an awesome giver, but that's not who he talked about in Philippians chapter 2. In this chapter, we know that Paul was in prison, and we know that he was writing a letter back to the Philippian church to let them know about their brother, Epaphroditus, who had gone on the evangelistic field with the Apostle Paul to serve him, to minister to him, to minister to his needs, even maybe even as much as to give his life for him. And my imagination kind of runs away with me right here just a little bit, if you don't mind me saying it this way, 
Epaphroditus might have just said to his wife, you know, I feel led of the Lord to go and minister with the man of God. I, I just feel like I should go and minister uh, to the man of God, and, and uh, he needs to have someone with him. Now, his wife's attitude could have been, oh, no, you, you need to stay here with these kids and me, take care of your family. But I just don't believe that that happened at all. It could have happened that way. And, it, you know, it could have even happened that way with, with Tabitha. She could have said, oh, no, I'm only going to sew for myself. You see, again, just thinking about yourself. But, but just like her, he said, uh, I believe that he, it was in agreement. I believe there was an agreement between that husband and wife that he would go and minister to the apostle. And here's what Paul said about him. He, I want you to know that he took care of all of my needs and blessed me. He became very ill and almost died, but God, had, my Lord, hallelujah, but God had mercy on him and he had mercy on me. That's what Paul said, so that I would not have to sorrow upon sorrows. What a blessing that was that he almost died but God. And I just want to tell you, God will give us a but God blessing. And I know that some of you have already experienced that. I know that you have, because the enemy would have destroyed you, but God. He would have destroyed your marriage and family, but God. He would have killed you in that accident last night, Yuri, that you were involved in, but God. You see, you see, the enemy can't do anything that God will not allow. And so we, we just need to just Wherever you are, wherever you, wherever you're watching, you need to raise your hand and say thank you for the but God blessing. You know, I just want to tell you that I just, I just experienced one of those but God blessings. I just experienced it on Sunday. I had preached on a Sunday uh, last Sunday morning. I came home and uh, and fixed lunch, and then my daughter came over, and we were opening gifts. And she said that while we were doing that, I looked at her and I said, I don't feel well. And she said, I just totally collapsed. I just fell over and she could not get a pulse. I was not breathing and certain, certain things, fluid started to flow. And, and I'm not going to get so graphic about it. But you see, she called 911. Uh, but before 911 even got here, before they even arrived, I um, uh, was a good eight minutes with no pulse and no breathing. I was not breathing at all for a good eight minutes. And you know how serious that really can be. And if you're in med medicine at all, you would really know how serious that is. But you know what happened? She said that I sat straight up from that place that I was lying in the floor. And she said, I began to speak in tongues as loud as I possibly could. She said, my eyes were set and I still was not back, but yet I was screaming in tongues and I began to do spiritual warfare in the Holy Ghost. And why am I sharing that with you right now? Because what I know is that the enemy would have taken me out right here in my living room where I'm preaching to you right now. But God, 
but God, hallelujah, intervened. Again, God keeps a record of what we do. God blessed me, and I'm standing here still preaching. You know, I had even contacted Pastor Mark and said I might not even be able to do it, but I want to tell you I'm standing here right now with a but God blessing over me, speaking to you about how important it is for us to be a blessing to the Lord. How important it is for to be a blessing to others and watch God bless us we never know when we're sowing when we're giving when we're sharing when we're serving we don't know how the blessing is going to come back around uh, back around to us and I just thank you thank God that I'm standing here right now and I'm still able to minister the word of the living God because I've had a but God blessing and I speak a but God blessing over every one of you that is watching right now I feel this in the power and under the hallelujah God I feel it under the anointing and power of the Holy Spirit Somebody's sitting right there in your bedroom watching. Somebody is sitting, you need a but God blessing. And the Lord says, and if you will just give, if you will just serve, if you will just get your mind off yourself and get your mind on me and get your mind on others and the needs of others, I will tremendously, miraculously bless you in your life and meet your needs. Blessed be the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If I'll just take a moment to just praise God and you can just do that with me if you feel it, that you need to do that. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for all of the God blessings. Hallelujah. And, and people believed in the Lord again because of what happened in the life of Epaphroditus. People turned to the Lord. And, and this is what we want to see happen when, when we're being a blessing. The, the goal, the ultimate goal, is that we win people into the kingdom of God. We win people for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, you know, I, I uh, can just share that a little bit of my life because the Lord called me into ministry and called me to live by faith and called me to live a life of singleness. I've never been married, and God asked me, called upon me to live a life of singleness, to live by faith and, and not have children, and, and uh, biological children, and, and those things. And I had to be willing to give that to God. When God first asked me to give those things to him, I was like, no, I don't wanna live like that. No, I don't want to preach the gospel. No, I don't. I want to have a husband and, and, and children and intimacy and romance and love like anybody else. No, I don't want to give up all those things, Lord. And you see, the reason why I responded to him when he called me is that way is because I was making it about me. I wasn't making it about him, what he wanted. I wasn't making it about others that I would minister to and their lives would be changed. I was just seeing what I wanted for my life. And so I'm being very transparent here. For three years, I said no to God about the call in my life. I did not want to give up all those things. But you know, I came to the point where I said, okay, God, I give you my all. I give you my everything. And you know what? That was 40 years ago, saints of God. And God has never missed it. He's been so good to me. He's blessed me beyond measure. Right, right here in my living room on Sunday, what could have happened? 
but he has blessed me beyond measure, I'm telling you. I don't have the time to tell you all the ways that the Lord's blessed me as I've been preaching for 40 years in 39 countries and 48 of the United States of America. And I've always had a house to live in, food to eat, clothes on my back, transportation, you name it. But today I stand here whole and healthy, my God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. That's another way that the Lord returned the blessing to me because he gave me that but God healing. And so we want to be a blessing to those who, who, who don't have and know the blessing of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to always give of everything and say, Lord, I surrender all. I surrender my very all to you. I give myself away so you can use me. I want to be more of a blessing in 2021 than I was in 2020. I know in 2020, our minds were on ourselves a lot. And that was because of all the things that we were going through. But the Lord showed me, the more you get your mind on others, Jackie, the more I'm going to show you how I will bring you through this pandemic. And I believe that's the same message to each and every one of us. Right now, I just want to say that the best thing that we can do in giving, though, is to give our hearts and lives to the Lord if you're unsaved, that is, to give your life to Jesus. You're talking about giving. And let me tell you, if you'll surrender and give your life to him, then let me tell you what comes back. Forgiveness. Doesn't get any better than that. When you give your life, what comes back? Eternal life with him. So you, so you can't do any better in the area of giving than giving your life. But then when you do, then you're giving to God and giving to others and the blessings of the Lord are in your life. And so that giving him, you just confess your sin. Believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus and that God raised him from the dead. And you know what the word of God tells us there, that promise, and you shall be saved. That's what we get. Salvation, born again, abundant life here, and eternal life there when we give our lives to him. So my prayer is that you will be more effective givers. That if you have to stay in your room a little longer until you get it, that it's really not about you. When we make it about God, when we make it about you, Lord, I realize that's the root of it all. And when we make it about others, I believe that you've shown me, Lord God, that there is where we see the fruit of it all. And so I'm praying, O oh Lord, the blessing of the Lord indeed upon your people and that they will be a Tabitha, they'll be an Epaphroditus, they'll be a Cornelius, that they'll be willing to give and then you will in turn give back to us. We thank you for that truth and that blessing. And we will never 
be able to outgive him. I love you all in the Lord because we're family. We're part of the body of Christ. And I love you all in the Lord. Pastor, thank you for this wonderful, wonderful opportunity to minister to my family in the Lord there in the UK.